the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Ned Laux. And here's the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was way like, more than last time. I loved it, by the way. That I think was it's, great. It's I just, thought it was way to go, Brad. I think we're maybe we're just more confident this time. The first time we're like, "What's this? Is this going to be okay? Is the show going to be fine?" And now we're just like, "You know what? This is the best podcast I mean, we're a hit. ever." So obviously, yeah. I mean, I want to know though. Be honest with me. How many hours in front of the mirror did you practice that this week? I mean, I didn't do it in front of the mirror because it's a voice thing. I know, but I, I still sometimes want to see what I look like when I do it. I don't I'm ever, vain. I'm I don't vain. ever want to see what I look okay. like. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I loved it. I love every part of it. I always want it to be live. I always want you to. Oh, yeah, you're great. It'll be, it'll be good. You're great, buddy. We'll do it live. Thanks. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, the 10 to 1 podcast. Uh, this is a Saturday Night Live podcast. We're, we're going to keep telling everyone what the show is until you know it becomes a regular thing. And uh, we like to watch Saturday Night Live. We all have since we were kids. And we're going to be breaking down every new episode that comes along. We're going to go sketch by sketch, uh, talk about what we like, what we didn't, who our favorite cast member was, how the host did, all that stuff. And if you're wondering why this is uh, called the 10 to 1 podcast when it's a Saturday Night Live podcast, that's because uh, all the better names were taken. Uh, and also this one is it's a little bit of inside baseball because in case you don't know the 10 to 1 sketch uh, is a special time slot when it's 10 minutes to 1 a.m. towards the end of the show and that's where SNL tries out some weird oddball strange kind of comedy it's usually something that's not uh, you know prime time mainstream kind of comedy not the kind of stuff they would put after the monologue or earlier in the show sometimes it's really funny sometimes it's not very similar to this podcast yeah exactly so a little bit off kilter a little bit uh, goofy read on on the online that uh somebody else thought that the 10 to 1 minute had a, a one in 10 chance of being funny and that's why they put it at the end I'm like that would call that'd be called the, the one in 10 and, and this is the 10 you know, to 1 so it's definitely not that you know not everyone's great at fractions <laughs> it's very true it's very true it's a good reference to this episode oh it yeah. is i know, yeah, I know. five sevenths what that's also a reference to this the show that Kamuni says five sevenths. Mm. Bad at practice. You went, you went too I deep. <sighs> I mean, I guess that's good. All How right. was Jason Sudeikis? Yes, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis, and who was the musical guest? Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight dude, but I will say Jason Sudeikis has a little bit of the Paul Rudd thing going on, where he's getting better looking as he gets older. I really think that. Do you guys agree with me? I would agree with that. Yeah. That's the, what the kids call a, a glow up. Yeah, yeah, he just he just gets he's like a fine wine. He just gets better and better in time. He yeah, does. I like it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, so Jason Sudeikis hosted, and this is uh, crazy. This is um, kind of similar to Owen Wilson, who shared the screen with uh, Jason Sudeikis in Hall Pass. Um, this it's well, so <laughs> did not see that one. Did there not you know, see that. Don't one. worry about it. Um, it's uh, <laughs> this it's kind of weird that this is the first time he's hosted because it's uh, 2013 was when Sudeikis left the show as a cast member after being on SNL for 10 years. And he's had uh, great moments in his career where you would think, oh, he sh- probably should have hosted SNL by now, but yeah, he, he if, hadn't yet. If, you, uh, if you're coming out with Horrible Bosses 2 after the success of Horrible Bosses, you would think that'd be the prime time to get him on the show. Yeah, exactly. Didn't do it. I'll say this. I didn't hate Where the Millers. I did. Where the Millers? Oh, no. I Why love Where the Millers. That? One of the uh, well, it, 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 does, it does not have great ratings. I thought it was okay. I don't understand that, actually. It's I, great. I, I think it's a hilarious movie. I like it a lot. No, okay. no regrets. I'm glad. You know what? I love you guys. Thank That's you. Great. We're friends in comedy. 
friends in life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yes, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, it, I guess it maybe works better that maybe he's hosted now because I feel like uh, Ted Lasso has done a lot to really raise his profile because he's, he's been a, a solid leading man in comedy for a while. Um, he's also had some great roles in, in indie movies, lower key stuff like Sleeping with Other People and Colossal, um, Kodachrome, something that's, that's on Netflix. You know, he's had a lot of great stuff besides these big studio comedies. Um, but Ted Lasso is on another plane, you know, entirely. He just got an Emmy for it for Best Actor uh, for the first season. Um, and I just think that this, this is a different phase of his career, and I think it's good to have him do that. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about this uh, when we get to the, the actual host potion, uh, potion portion of the show. Uh, I think that he brought some of that Ted Lasso emotion and charm to the show 100 um, especially during its monologue absolutely uh, and we'll get to the specific specificities of that uh later so let's just kick it off and start with uh the cold open which uh, unfortunately went back to political satire um it's the ghost of biden pass i will say i think that the premise of this sketch was a smart one because a we talked about this on the first episode uh we weren't expecting him to reprise his role as joe biden because we have james austin johnson as the new joe biden and there's really no need to but this was a funny way to bring him back doing this sort of a christmas carol charles dickens kind of thing or having the old joe biden jason sudeikis come laid back very nonchalant carefree as the vice president and then james austin johnson's version who's very worried and and old and not having fun yeah and <laughs> they didn't retcon it either where they changed what jason jacobs was as biden that was right. his joe biden yep. yeah so which joe biden impression do you like better I think Sudeikis's is more fun. I think James Austin Johnson's is more accurate. I like Alex Moffat's. <laughs> that was so good because I had f- totally forgotten that he did buy yeah, him for too. a little bit and also, after Jim Carrey. So did America. Yeah. And so they literally were so smart about it. Like, wh- when did you do that? He was like, March, March. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's so self-aware and the fact that he's you know totally willing to do that. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it's part of the show. But my God, smart. That was very smart. It was good. Otherwise, I'm not sure that they use the premise to its full potential. I would have preferred that they went a little bit further with it, done something a little bit more elaborate, like a like a Christmas Carol or it's a Wonderful Life sure. kind of scenario. Sure, but I pretty I, basic. Yeah, yeah they kept it but they way. they hit they hit the touchstones of you know of Joe doing the shoulder rubbing. I, I liked the line of like uh, you know the shoulder rubbing not being okay and also handshaking. Funnily enough, yeah, no, <laughs> not that's allowed good. Yeah, anymore. Yeah. So there were some tidbits there, but like I never felt like it really hit like. Peak, peak satire. How about you, yeah, Nate? I agree. I, I didn't love it, honestly. I, I, I thought it was okay. Like, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I do tend to like Jason Sudeikis' Joe Biden a little better because it is a little more over the top. I like impressions on SNL to be a little – they got to be similar enough that you know, obviously, who the character is. Right. But also, they've got to accentuate the points, I think, that are, are funny. And, and Joe Biden does have that kind of folksiness that I think Jason Sudeikis plays up a little bit more. Though – it was a good reminder, honestly, as a separate note, how much Joe Biden has changed in the last 10 to 15 yeah, years, for sure. right? Uh, yeah, the, the impression itself being exaggerated is fine, but this, like, uh, what's his name? Justin, James Austin Johnson. I can I can never say it. Uh, his but, is absolutely, it's it's spot on for these days. Right? It is. And it's like, it oh is. my God, that's kind of like. It's a, so much more subdued oh, Biden, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's, exactly. yeah, he's, he's clearly been like, he's been through the mill, you know? I just didn't think they were, I didn't think, 
didn't think it was ultimately saying that much. Yes, it pointed out some of Biden's foibles. It po pointed out, I mean, obviously, I, I did laugh. There was a couple moments where I, I genuinely lolled at the point where he smells his neck, these kind of things, you know, where. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Lucid. Like, that's, that's yeah, a good little yeah, bit. But, but it, it, it just. It could have been more. I, I think you're you're right. If they would have played up to like some more Charles Dickens esque stuff in there and and kind of paralleled it or 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 brought that more into it, I think it would have been a little bit Just better. Just disappointed so. there was no no Jim Carrey. So you know yeah. whatever. I guess I guess you didn't want all the Bidens. You know? He's very yeah. busy. Could have gotten Woody Harrelson, <laughs> John Mulaney. Yep, all of them. Yep, that, that would have been great. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was fine. Yeah, nothing, nothing to write home about. I don't think you know. And again, I, w I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say it was a skit. It was still a sketch, <laughs> but it was good. It and was okay. And again, it speaks to that thing too of like they're they don't really have a lot to mine of, as far as sure. political comedy because like I couldn't tell you one exciting thing that happened in politics this week, which is refreshing because there used yeah. to be a week when there was a fresh hell every single day, <laughs> uh, but now it's just like yeah, whatever. Boring. You guys do Boring whatever stuff. you want to do. <laughs> Pataki bomb. Well, I don't know what that means. Wasn't that what uh, isn't that her name Jen Patak? What's her name? Saki. Saki. Is her name really Saki? It, it's P S A K I. I think it's Jen Saki. Yeah. Oh, oh that's why they call him Saki bombs. That's what I didn't. I didn't realize that. No, that he was called oh. it. He called it Pataki. I bomb. thought it was Pataki. I, don't know if he, I thought that was her name. Yeah. That was embarrassing for Ben. Okay, that's why I was confused. <laughs> that was super I embarrassing. I can't pronounce uh, a famous uh, I'm, politician. I'm last so names. embarrassed for you right now. Her name is Jen Saki. Okay, Nate, and I think that we've <laughs> gone over this. Let's edit that out. <laughs> I, I never said I was smart. <laughs> no one did. Jen Saki, <laughs> and that's why they call it a Saki bomb. Okay, moving on. Good. Glad we got that. Yep. You know, I got to say, you have a mustache right now, and yes, it makes I the do. things you say sound worse. Better? <laughs> worse. Okay. Yeah, because it's not like an endearing Ted Lasso mustache. It's a, if I see my kids see you and you're in a van, I'm going to tell them to run mustache. Funny enough, that's what you're going for, though, because you're supposed to be Ted Lasso for Halloween, right? I thought you were going to say he was your going for the guy in the van. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, no, okay, I, then you're you're hitting your I'm mark. Going, then I'm going for Ted Lasso uh, next next week, yeah, Friday, Friday on, uh, at work. We're dressing up, and I'm going to be Ted Lasso. No, I, I think because you got your beard going too, that would be different. Because Ted Lasso never has his, yes, you know, this is great, great audio. Do you have a believe sign for the office? Yes, and I listen. I've got it all. I'll, you know what? We'll put it up on. The I hope, page. I hope, share is on the believe poster though. I believe in life after love. After love. Good. Yeah, let's cut all this out. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about the monologue once we talk about Jason Sudeikis as a host. Uh, we're going to move ahead to the next sketch after the monologue, which is Science Room. Uh, this is a new edition of a sketch that has been on twice before with uh, Adam Driver and Sam Rockwell. And uh, same basic premise. Yeah, it's a PBS uh, science educational show where the host is the host of the show. And you is have – What was that, Mr. Wizard? What was the – Yeah, it's yeah. like based off Mr. Wizard basically, yeah. And you have Cecily Strong and Mikey Day. They've uh, been the kids in all three versions of the sketch. Uh, just so dim-witted, annoying kids that have no idea about science or what the hell they're doing on this show. And uh, it's interesting. I, I went to go look back at the the first two editions because I had forgotten, um, uh, like I guess like the evolution of the sketch. And uh, when they did the first one with Sam Rockwell, they actually did like they had like a filter that made it look like it was an older, almost like eighties oh. or nineties kind of show. But they've lost that, and now it just looks like a regular live hey, sketch. Hey, hey Ben. Yeah. What is matter? <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Like black black lives? Black no, lives? No, no, <laughs> all, all lives. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I love the sketch. So, by the way, I, I yeah, I liked it a lot. I I liked it even better when Adam Driver did it because he's he brings that gravitas to uh, everything. Yeah, 
And so when Adam Driver got so mad that he threw something, it was yeah. it was a little scary. You know, James Zedekis gets mad and throws something, and it's yeah. I get where his frustration is coming from, but it's so much better coming from Adam Driver. It's not to say that Jason Sudeikis didn't do a great job. The sketch is still very funny, but it's it's definitely better when somebody t- is even like more over the top with it. It's that's one thing I think I like about recurring sketches like this is when you have a, the, a host doing this, it's a different approach. Every if you go watch every single one, they do something different as as the host of the science room show. And in this case, Sudeikis he just keeps getting flustered and like you know interrupting his own sentences and just like. And I, I love when Sudeikis does that. I, I especially loved – there's times when Sudeikis is so good at this kind of thing that uh, it's so authentic that it feels like he's ad-libbing. And the the part when he told Mikey Day to go to hell, and he was like, did you hear me? I, like, like, I want you to hear. And then he whispered in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I guess there was some improv. I, I, I read this that um... – the Lonnie, the Lonnie line. I've been calling you. You know, I haven't been even calling you the right line. Yeah, it's a, that actually was. What's your, uh, what's your daughter's name? Is Loney? Yeah, yeah. No, I've been calling your daughter Lonnie this whole time. You need to speak up for yourself. Which apparently <laughs> actually was a mess up by Melissa. Oh. She called herself the wrong name, oh. and he ad libbed that, which that's I think great. is brilliant. That uh, is great. Yeah, that's so huge. I thought that's that was huge. brilliant. So. I love, and that that's actually a new dynamic that wasn't in the first two iterations. Is it having him bring the parents, the parents in and shaming just them? Just to shame them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, like how many teachers want to do that and be like. You're just doing a terrible job. I'm 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 doing the best I can as a teacher. You're just a terrible parent. Yeah, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would, if you're a teacher and you don't watch SNL, but for some reason you're listening to this podcast, go watch Science Room on SNL. Uh, hey, one one thing too about this is I thought they figured out a good ending for the sketch. I yes. thought it started great, ended great. It was just a good sketch all around. Yeah, so. yes. yeah, great sketch. I agree, uh, and uh, I'll call special attention to uh, especially Strong's. Talking about her sister saying to never ignore the balls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my, my older sister says the guy uh, always comes first. And no, 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 the girl doesn't come. Like that was uh, from the Adam Driver episode. And then she brings back still talking about her older yep. sister. Great callbacks. Yeah. it's uh, And I like that they use the, this is a sketch that they've recurred sparingly. Like the first one was yeah. 2018. Yeah. The last one was at, when Adam Driver hosted most recently in 2020. So, uh, you know, I, I'm glad they're not beating it into the ground sure. and doing it super often. Yep. All right. Uh, so the next one was uh, a pre-recorded sketch uh, called Melon, not not like watermelon, but like male Ellen. Ellen for men. Yes. Ellen DeGeneres with Jason Sudeikis, uh, looking <laughs> kind of feminine, Wait, but yeah. also. <laughs> this is a very weird premise for a sketch, in my opinion. I uh, I, 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 I kind of loved it. I I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. I did I did not love it. Well, I. I felt I, like it. It's weird. I felt like it went on too long, yes. and I went and looked, and it was only a three and a half minute sketch. So I was like, I don't know so about that. So immediately uh, going on, when they said Ellen from Men, I go, oh, like Joe Rogan, and then they bring in the Joe Rogan stuff later yeah. because again, this is such a, and, it, and maybe I'm I'm far too attached to Twitter. I'm far too attached to online world, but there is this culture of males that that follow. You know Joe Rogan and in this this group oh, yeah, like of like on online influencers, and, and the chive and all yeah, that, that, stuff. that aren't too dissimilar to what many people kind of you know say. Women who are at home watching TV during the day, for sure. But these are just men listening to podcasts during the day, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's so so. I I got the the nuance that they're going for here. That it there did, is this this similarity here. Yeah, it did a good job of lampooning like the crowd that that kind of fake show yep. would be for and i i think i appreciated what i appreciated most was the physical comedy stuff the the terrible white guy dancing that the, the <laughs> yes. nut tapping and, and all that stuff 
Um, and I, uh, I also liked Alex Moffat as Conor McGregor and James Austin Johnson as Louis C.K. So that's a friggin' if you close your eyes, that's Louis C.K. That was crazy. I, in my notes, I put that is a fantastic Louis C.K. Yeah, impression. I, I wanted like them there to be more with him doing yeah, that because I just, so I just kind of wanted to keep hearing it and yeah. how good he was at. Yeah, he, he's just such a fantastic impressionist. Great addition to the show this yeah. year. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving like every episode. We're gonna see so, some new impression that he does, and I'm really looking forward to that for the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I also I did like the the brief moment too because he had Chris Red as Kyrie Irving yep, and yep. they surprised him by giving him vaccine <laughs> and just his delivery of like I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, you got me. But I'm, I'm mad though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good delivery. Hey, so yeah. you guys didn't love it? Yeah. So like I I I like all the different aspects, but as a whole, I, I again I thought it went on too long. Yeah. But but I don't know. And it didn't it didn't really feel like it came ever really came together for me. Okay. Too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Like because it it did sputter out. It wasn't like it 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 wasn't like it. It didn't bring the culmination to the skit to say, okay, yeah. this is the main point of this skit. I almost wish sketch, that, that they would have done it as an actual talk show rather I'm than sure. do it, shooting it like a commercial for yeah, the talk see, show. Yeah, see, there you go. I yeah, think that, I, that I can maybe see that. is the, I can see that. the thing that I would have liked. Because yeah, yeah, I can't sit over here, Nate, to your credit, I can't sit over here and be like, oh, I like this, and I like this part of it, and I like this part of it. But overall, it was okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I did yeah. like a lot of those elements. I just like that it was satirize, satirizing something that I think hasn't been satirized much that should be because there is – this online bro culture yeah. that you know with the Joe Rogans softly, and the Jordan Petersons and the which again no if you're into it great it doesn't matter but <laughs> well, like uh <laughs> but whatever do, hey you do sense. you Ben Conowitz I'm just Come saying <laughs> Joe Rogan is the truth <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny uh I just I I, I liked that that group who isn't often pushed got pushed in a, in a sketch I'm Hey, I'm, I'm I, I like that he was doing uh, Kate McKinnon's impression of yeah, Ellen yeah, a, yeah. as yeah. Jason Sudeikis. That was good. Yeah. I'm Melon. I'm Melon. All right. What's next, Mr. Bradford? Uh, so we go back to live sketches. This is uh, simply called Annie. Uh, this <laughs> the premise of this sketch is something I love when they do this. When they take an old musical that everyone's familiar with, and they start off doing the normal thing, and then something comes to like upend it and make it weird and wrong. This was almost like a ten to one. That, that was such a weird premise for me. A like, little bit. It was like the whole, but like towards the end when like the purge mask guys come down and like that was really weird. That, to me, that was more of an eyes wide shut. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, I thought it was eyes wide yeah. shut. But uh, but so I I love when they do something like this when they they interrupt the musical scene and like adapt to it and it's just some, this odd thread that goes through. In this case, it was Jason Sudeikis as this guy named Ricky who works for Daddy Warbucks and has some kind of mysterious job that no one really knows what he does and all of the people who work for Daddy Warbucks are constantly asking questions about. What was crazy to me was the way Sudeikis played this character felt like Dan Aykroyd's character from the Christmas sketch where he's talking about bag of broken glass yeah, it, it and very much did. the teddy yep. bear with the chainsaw. Sure. It was totally channeling a Dan Aykroyd 70s kind of douchebag you know, or dirtbag character. And yeah, douchebag works as well. And it worked so so well. You know, I mean, even the wardrobe itself and the, the mustache and, and everything. What is he, chewing on a toothpick the whole time? I think he had a cigarette, a didn't cigarette? he? Yeah. So that Amy, yeah, you know what, let Amy sing her song. Like, he doesn't even know the name <laughs> yeah. of the child, you know, and like that was great. No, you don't know in the beginning again. They're giving you little clues. You think maybe is he a fixer? Is he what's he doing? Then you find out that he he's actually bringing in people for human, human remains. I for, will. So this is a uh, uh, something that happens all the time. That it's always used the same way in comedy. It's like no, it's not what you think, and you say exactly what they're thinking, and it's terrible. Still, it's like it's people. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not what you think. It's human beings. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's good. No, it, 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 this kind of sketch has to be a lot to pull off. Honestly, you, you well, the set only, itself was you have really a huge impressive. Set, you've got choreography, you've got singing, mm-hmm. you've got all of this stuff, and so kudos to those also in the background doing all yeah, the work all to the make extras. this happen because. Again, it's very it, solid. It, it, very can't, solid sketch. it can't be easy to pull it off. Also, I don't know if you noticed this, and I wonder what it is that makes them want to go this extra mile to do uh, a little bit more for certain establishing shots. But they did a little bit of uh, trickery to open the sketch because they use a miniature model of a house and a car, like a fancy car, pulling up. Right. But they had a gr- it was a green screen element inside the door to make it look like you could see the set of the the sketch itself inside the house, and then they like faded into the actual set itself, and it just seemed like a weird extra touch where like I'm not sure if it really helps to make it that much more immersive. Like, is it really an, a necessary thing to like build a miniature model for that quick two seconds to have an establishing shot? I I mean, by now SNL's been on 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 the air for so long that they're so good and it's like why not get as good as you this is the best we can make it so why not go for it i think that's probably in everybody's mind like how do we make this the most epic thing or the most complicated version of itself that we can still pull off in a week and i i I, you're right kudos to them but is it is it necessary no but is it appreciated fuck yeah yeah that's fair all right (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for listening everyone it's the end of the podcast. Uh, so the next sketch, uh, parent-teacher conference. Um, if you have a crush on Jason Sudeikis, you probably had to pause this to take a little bit of a break. If you didn't have a crush on Jason Sudeikis, you, you know. probably do, do now. Know. This is my okay. I'm gonna say it. This was my favorite sketch of the night. We didn't ask you that, Ben. That wasn't matter. the question I'm, I'm, yet. I'm breaking in to say. I'm breaking in to say that that was my favorite sketch of the night, bar none. I I loved it. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Okay. Shout out to Kyle Mooney, who I suspect is playing Kyle Mooney. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but don't you? He just does this role. It's so well done. So him. well. Like, like yeah. it's if, just so painful, so care. awkward. It's so great. I don't care who's writing that sketch. Every single person was like, "Well, Kyle's going to do that." Obviously, Kyle's going to do this right? role. Right? So. Hey, Kyle, go play yourself for a little bit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. He's just so perfect in this role. Yeah, he really it's is. just you know, just the awkward kind of powerless, like oh. Uh, Ego does great. Oh my god, uh, she does She's, great. I, so th- something that elevates this to next level sketch for me is that Echo doesn't uh, screw up any of her lines. There's no stuttering on either her or Sudeikis. And when there is, there is a little, Jason did stumble once or twice over, but it was so subtle and so real. Their back and forth made that the sketch. Yeah, it was incredible. She was perfect. But also just the pure like facial comedy of Kyle Mooney while they're talking sure. like you just see like there was such physical comedy that it was subtle in there that just kept on making me laugh uh, and it's yeah. when it comes down to the direction too because you're going back and forth between Ego and Sudeikis and mo- slowly zooming in on them as they're you know becoming more and more flirtatious with each other and then you cut back out to the wide shot where Kyle's just like uh <laughs> you know if you think that I'm the kind of guy that's just gonna sit Back and 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 watch this happen. <laughs> I mean, it was perfect. The yeah. whole sketch was great. Um, uh, but man, seriously, though, Sudeikis, the like his his delivery, man, like he, it felt like he Smoldering. was le- yeah, like legitimately Smoldering. like trying to he like was trying to fuck her. <laughs> exactly, you know. <laughs> and that's the second F word. I should probably watch that if I'm gonna. Try it's to. an SNL podcast. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't say swear. the F word all the time. <laughs> they don't say the F word. <laughs> they was gonna do it though. Yeah, but this was this was a really really funny sketch. Yeah, it was awesome. 
I honestly had a hard time when I was doing my review figuring out like which one was my favorite. I, I picked Annie as my favorite one actually, just because I, I liked how elaborate it was and Sudeikis' character. But like between this and like and Science Room and Parent Teacher Conference, we're both up there too. So we'll talk and we'll talk about MVP stuff later. But yeah. uh, but I'll come back to that. So go go ahead. What's the next one? The next sketch was uh, another pre-recorded sketch called Men's Underwear, uh, and this was not one of my favorite sketches uh, of the night. I um. In a similar way to the melon sketch, which hits a certain demographic, this kind of commercial parody is like one of those like masculine, like, oh, your dude problems? You don't want to worry about them. We're going to dress them in a way that still makes you feel like you're a strong dude. You don't have to worry about incontinence from your asshole. Yeah, I feel like probably people that drink protein shakes probably get this. It's skit, clearly for bros like, in the gym. Yeah, who like, get like, you not, not just swamp have to ass, run to but, the but toilet. blast ass. So. In this sketch, I, I thought, like, I took a note, this seems like something Ben might enjoy. Like, you've never coughed too hard, and then you got to throw your underwear away? Ugh. No, I've not. No, no, I've not. And I would admit it, but I, I have not. Well, maybe it's just for me, then. It's maybe, funny. This is actually, this is my favorite sketch of the night. <laughs> While I was watching this, my girlfriend, Brittany, was, she was like, is that really a problem with, like, guys? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I mean, not for, for me. Ben. But uh, maybe for Ben. I've heard stories. <laughs> So this is the only thing that Jason Sudeikis wasn't in all night, and it was the one that wasn't the, the greatest correlation uh, or causation. Yeah, I don't, me. I don't know. And like, there were little things that like I thought were amusing. Like, I love that they used um, an egg for to like an, make it look like uh, oh yeah, the substitute for that, and and also chocolate sauce. Who is Jake? Like, I like that. Yeah, like they, they don't say like I'm Jake, and this is they just say Jake's right. You know, and I like things like that are fun about it, but. Overall, it was just like, okay. The one thing that I thought uh, that actually made me like truly laugh was Chris Red's like, half-hearted, I'm a man. <laughs> His delivery is amazing in, in a lot of ways. Um, the thing that did make me laugh in the sketch was, uh, now you only have to worry about throwing away the paper towel and your pants in a duffel bag. And your and socks, throw, yeah. And your socks, and sometimes your socks, and throw them out through your office window. Like, that was that I was do I do thing. wonder how many people like Brittany, how many women were like, wait, wait, wait. Is this it's an actual thing. issue? Yeah, and and it has to be according because to it is, you guys. It happens. <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious. Okay, so I almost he really is. I put my pants in the night. Okay, it happened. But it has to be a thing for this like premise to come. Well, about. by the way, it has to be a thing because also if you are a Ted Lasso watcher, uh, th they've done this as well in Ted Lasso, right? Where um, Roy Kent has to confess that he actually went in his pants and you know he's talking to this boy about this and keely says the rest of the story and he says three weeks ago so um yeah, you know like apparently it, this happens it's a, it's a thing guys uh sometimes middle-aged men you know they, big, they, they big strong themselves. big strong bro big, big strong bro men that listen to pants. joe rogan you know sometimes we poop ourselves you know i read online that maybe this was colin joe's idea because he has a whole chapter in his book about essentially you know going in his own you know going in his own drawers is that so, true yeah, in his own book. Yep. Yeah, his his his, his book, Punchable Face. I yep. have it, the book. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, no, he. T I, I actually heard him talk about it on a podcast too. Um, that he actually <laughs> has been in certain situations where yes, he did not make it to the bathroom. So, but so it's not a thing that like where he's like at the gym and like constantly like filling his pants. Constantly. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he's a, a baby. Um, but I I think that it does happen. <laughs> Again, you introduce something new to your diet. Maybe you've got some kind of allergy or something. and Sometimes you, you trust a fart a little too much. 
And you're going, you know what? I'm just going to let this air out. My stomach's going to feel, oh, no. That's Ben. No, 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 That's no. That's Ben speaking from experience. And then you go. I'll bet this happened when you were doing your, your juice dieting, probably. No, no. Uh, this happened uh, when I was uh, I was at a wedding. No, Ooh. no. So did you have to live through the rest of that? I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I was in college. Moving on. Oh, boy. Those were the days, huh? Yep. Yep. Old and continent. I don't know why we have to. Boxer filler Ben. I don't know why we have to move on. The rest of the episode, (laughs) I just want to talk about this and and Ben's stories. I I had a little bubble bubble gut, and uh, and I was just like, man, I got to release some pressure. And boy, howdy! Oh boy, did I release some pressure? So, so did the did the sketch work better for you because you 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 get it a little bit more? I like, no, because the, the things that they were, I don't know. Did you ruin was, your pants? I don't want to talk about. Did you have it, to put it in a plastic bag and put it at the bottom of the I, trash? Listen, this is back in college when I didn't like. You don't have like an extra change of clothes with you, so I just had to sit in 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 that and and go home for how long did you sit in it i was driving about 45 minutes from me oh i thought you were talking minutes. about at the wedding you sat in it for a little no, while <laughs> i immediately was like i have to go home <laughs> did you tell people why no god no did you have I a mean, date just, i didn't know how comfortable you are in your own skin <laughs> no i didn't have a date it was a it was a friend's wedding back in college like somebody got married way too early and they are divorced did you cry on your way home and be like who am i and no, what am i doing honestly, in this world like it was college right so i was so hung over at this wedding okay and so when it happened, was that part I was of like, it i was i was like oh it had to have been because I was just like, oh, no. And then I was like, I got to go. And then I'm like, I find my car. And I sit down. I'm like, well, I don't even. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm not joking. The whole ride home, I'm like, I probably didn't. I, I probably didn't. <laughs> I probably didn't. It felt like I did, but I probably didn't. And then I got home and I was like, I did. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, uh, I showered like four times. I mean, this times. might be presumptuous for me, but I kind of want to just pivot the, the, <laughs> the, the 10 to 1 podcast into a Ben Shat himself podcast. Let's talk about There's it. There's only going to be eight episodes then. Ben's most embarrassing stories. <laughs> okay, now we're back up to a, just a whole year. Yep. <laughs> what was the next sketch, Brad? Uh, it was Weekend Update. Okay. Uh, and th- so this was wild because this was a, a short edition of Weekend Update. But Michael Che was on fire, man. He was on fire. Yeah, Che was easily the best part again. The uh, um, About you know, Chicago police, um, you know, usually wanting to, to get the shot. Um, and then I, I was surprised by the fact that they didn't do two segments they didn't yeah you know have the weekend update guests and then go back to doing more and then two of the cut for times were weekend update, weekend update yep. characters. yeah and so i i, I kind of want to know how that came about you know i'm sure it's a matter of like of scheduling and like they wanted to go with the sketches over the things because uh we'll, we'll talk about the yeah. couple sure. time sketches later but um it was just such a breezy uh weekend update that i was surprised um but yeah like like you said che yeah was clearly the mvp here and like i was actually kind of disappointed in jost this time because I feel like that the thing about the uh, the mixing and matching booster um, vaccine shots was such like a low hanging fruit kind of thing. It like it, it felt like a very open mic night kind of joke. I will say to uh, Colin just now past Seth Myers as the the host of the most weekend updates. Yes. Congrats to him. I know he's a avid listener of the Ten to One podcast. Yes. I also thought that they, the Sadekis as the devil, of course, is great, but the fact that he brought up Scarlett Johansson. And, like, that was my favorite thing of the night. Amazing. That was, it was so good. It's so true. Like, not true, you know what I'm saying? But no, like, no, it, no. It, but it's so real, like, for them. That's such a, yeah. a yeah, like, the, the Disney comment. I mean, it impacts their life for real. And for them to still be able to joke about it was, that's ballsy. I yeah, think. absolutely. Uh, and having Sudeikis back as the devil was just, was oh. great, you know? Mwah, yeah, it's such a, it's, it's, it feels like such a simple 
uh, bit to do of, you know, just the devil taking claim for all the shitty things that have happened, you know. But what I do like and I've always liked about Jason Sudeikis as the devil is that there's a line that even yes. he's not willing to cross. You know, when Colin Jones, yeah, he's like, whoa, no, 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 no. I don't I don't want anything to do to with any of that nonsense. You know, those people are crazy. Um, and so, yeah, stuff, stuff like that is good. And I also love that it's not always just like the big shitty things. Like he, they dig into like little, like yeah, the, for the little annoyances of life. Yeah. That, the, 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 you know, that, that when you're reading an article and that big pop-up bed opens up and scrolls down and moves everything. That's, that's, that's me. Yeah. Uh, no, he, it's, uh, he's the quirky devil. Yeah. You know, no, he's, he's very, I'm oh, very glad they brought that back. My favorite part about this, and I don't know if it was. Uh, an ad libbed moment. Obviously, the the what, was, what happened was not ad libbed, but the reaction that it had is because the devil's phone rings. Yeah. And Colin Jones goes, "What's that?" And Jason he gives him a look like you it's, fucking idiot. It's, it's a, my it's phone. phone. <laughs> Which I don't know what? if that was ad libbed or not, but it was so funny. Perfect. It yeah. was so yeah. perfect. What else could it be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, Have you never heard a phone before? Yeah. And the audience got it right away and was yeah. laughing at it yeah. in the moment. Exactly. Which, yeah. You, typically, that kind of stuff falls a little flat because. But man, everybody got it in the yeah. moment. It was so good. It's right. such perfect delivery yeah. in that moment. Sudeikis is the man. He really is. Yeah, he, he, I think it, his background is an Im- improv. Correct. He's not a stand-up guy. He's not. Yeah, I like, didn't do stand-up. I yeah, impro- yeah, so he, he he's improv just comedy. such a good improv guy. You can tell. He just, in the moment, I bet he would be so much fun to trade barbs back and forth yeah. with because he's just so funny. It's interesting. I um, for a while, I thought uh, when when he was on SNL and he, in his early career, Sudeikis gave me. Um, Chevy Chase vibes. Obviously, much more successful, less asshole Chevy Chase vibes. Because as we all know, Chevy Chase didn't make the best movies. Was a colossal prick to a lot of people. He's famously, you know, hard to work. Anybody with. that worked with him typically didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, I, I think that he has like the presence of a, of a Chevy Chase and like certain comedic attributes as far as like his his deadpan delivery and everyman style. But he's also got some charm uh and we talked about this before of, of dan Aykroyd a little yeah. bit too it's, that it's midwestern like a perfect mix. Yeah. yeah george went his uncle kind of charm yeah, yeah. you know it's like, like a yeah. perfect mix of the two sudeikis should be fletch are they making fletch uh they are doing fletch and that actually i believe at one point sudeikis was supposed to do it he but, would be perfect but not, as but not the, anymore i don't think i think he would be the 2022 version of fletch yeah jason sudeikis as a side note I don't really like Fletch very much. What? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I thought it was. It's a classic. I don't think it's very funny. I think it's Fletch lives is whatever, but I, Fletch the original okay, Fletch is great. I'm, I'm I think gonna, it's. I think it's very weird. I I've don't never think seen it. Watch it and then let us know. Okay. Yeah, I th- I think it's, it's a very. Homework. I think it's a very odd. This week I'll watch it movie. and come back and report. Um. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I, I like know. it. That's fine. Teach their own, except for you. <laughs> um. Teach right. their own, except for you. You're wrong. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a sketch that we talked about on uh, the first episode of the show that we were hoping would make a comeback. And what's crazy is, like, this recurring sketch isn't necessarily something that it's it's famous because of Jason Sudeikis. He just has a great bit part in it where he's always doing the same thing. And it's so weird to, like, be excited about a sketch coming back because a cast member had a very small part in it that, yeah. was, ju- that was recurring. What's up with that? Yeah. What's up with that? it is funny though because that that role of jason sudeikis is i feel like whenever anybody would say oh i love that skit and nobody planned it but whenever you talk about it with somebody they'd say oh my favorite part is jason sudeikis yeah he's always he always goes for it and yeah and like the the order of the dance moves is always the same yeah. and the jumping in always oh, a huge just, jump. And so now such they, good physical and comedy. That DeAndre Cole comes up and says, like, how are your knees? Yeah. Because of it. <laughs> yeah. Because they've been doing it for so long. His knees are actually starting to bother him. Yeah. yeah. That's 
brilliant oh, writing yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, that's yeah, so He good. played a little more of a, a, a central part of this yeah. sketch than he typically yeah. was because they, they had a couple more lines with him. And mm-hmm. even though they couldn't um, get Bill Hader as Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, that was such that a was great way of dealing with it. That was a great way of doing that. Yeah, oh. a really clever way of getting around and the getting fact Fred that Armisen wasn't back there. was so good. For I, sure. Uh, which is, I think Fred Armisen was the only former cast member that came back, correct? Yes. Yeah, as far as yeah, everybody else in that sketch, yeah. Giuseppe, that wasn't a... It wasn't a joke. Like, how's your <laughs> wife? Like, just stuff like that's amazing. And then I, I'm always uh, curious, and I've never heard, n- ever heard any explanation as to like how they do this or uh, the determination is as who they pick as like the famous people to make cameos. You know, like why was it Oscar Isaac and Emily Ratajkowski and Nicholas Braun? I'm glad you did say that. Like, by the way, Ratajkowski Rad- 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 for me. Uh-oh. She's hot, so I know her name. Oh God, <laughs> is it because like? They just like throw out the bat signal, like who's in New York? That's, what, <laughs> I have that's, to that's definitely a big part you know? of it. Yeah, they've got some kind of casting person that has a connection to you know some kind of agent that says, "Hey, who do you have locally Os- that we can Oscar get?" Oscar Isaac has never hosted, correct? No, but he should. I would love to watch. Yeah, him. he should. Yeah. And and wouldn't shock me if by the end of the year he or by the end of the season he does. Yeah, so I would bet that he probably does it around the time that um like Moon Knight comes out, which is a, a Marvel series that mm-hmm. he's going to be in uh, yep. sometime next year. That would probably be, probably be what happens. Um, but yeah, such a weird assortment, and actually, in a strange coincidence, um, having Nicholas Braun, who is one of the co-stars of HBO's Succession, be like the uh, the Lindsay Buckingham, you know, proxy or whatever, is strange because uh, when the show comes back after having, taking a break and be, coming back on November sixth, right? Yeah, six. Um, it's gonna be hosted by Kieran Culkin, who is another co-star from Succession. He's like enjoying a pretty good run, okay. run right now. And, and Ben Macaulay's brother. Indeed. I wanted you to know that. Yeah, I knew that, guys. Okay. I didn't know if you knew that or so not. So the but Culkin that's, family. You, you poop your fa- you poop your no, pants Ma- once, and everybody thinks you're an idiot. From now on, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's three Culkin brothers that, that you know do what, the acting. You know what, Jen Pataki. Rory. Is Rory that, is the third one. Wow, yeah. Are you impressed that I got that? Because I don't even know how I remembered that. Yeah, I think you're just a good pop culture mind. You know, I, yeah. I got it. I, when you got it, you got it, Ben. Hey, Ben. Yeah. What's matter? <laughs> I couldn't pronounce Pataski correctly. The energy of the sketch is just so infectious. Uh, I always love you know, it's you, you know what's coming every single time. The sketch is always the same, but Keenan has fun in it, you can yeah, tell. Exactly. Like you just I am the same way. I just it's, it's joy. It's, it's just it's joyful to watch. Joy. It is SNL yep. when it's so much fun to watch because yep. everyone in the ma- skit is having matter. fun. Like, no, nothing matters yep. in the skit. Yeah. Right? You got who like Chris Red was playing who? Just a random right, guy. Yeah, some random yeah, guy, yeah. right? They're, they're not the, making any points. They're not doing yep. anything. The heebie-beebies. Dumb as hell. Bring. I want to see him again. They're being yeah. silly and 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 it's fun. I love like, it. Yeah, again. Ten stars. It. Ten stars. It's a shame it. that they don't do it off anymore since the you know, right. most of the cast members are gone. It would be just Keenan. So, yeah. but it's nice because it makes it a treat when if they can get you yep. know them mm-hmm. to come back and do stuff like this. What's next, Brad? Uh, next is a declaration pitch, which um so. Let me ask you guys: Is this the ten to one sketch, or is Casino Proposal the next one, the ten to one sketch? Because neither was super close to being the actual ten to one sketch, and it's not always right at ten to one, obviously. But like, I don't know because this one was a little bit weird. But they've done stuff like this before, and I thought Casino Proposal was maybe more weird. Yeah, I thought Casino. I, 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 I thought Casino Proposal was the ten to because the ten to one isn't always the last sketch yep, of the right, night. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had a difficult time discerning because for me, uh, we'll get back to here, talking declaration pitch here is, 
you know, it's um, th- this is another one of these, these tr- the tropes that kind of comes around every now and then, uh, like the Annie sketch, where they take a period setting and inject contemporary lingo into it. And I, I love, you know, hearing like characters in a period setting talk like it's just modern day. Right. And so having Andrew Disney being like, what if we put a, a sick like ass a treasure bomb, map bomb ass on the back map. of the Declaration of Independence? So I like, yeah, no, we could put this other stuff on the front, but on the back of it, like just tied just, ass just, treasure map. And like the fact that uh, nothing else about the sketch was modern other than that until they were like, and there's a guy in the van, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's so funny to me. I, I mentioned that in my review of how like everyone like even though they don't know what movies <laughs> or vans, vans are, they are. know the tropes of heist films <laughs> yeah. and they know that it's about the tech guy in the van. So that was great. I do love the idea though of this like historical scene, the founders of America all together, but there's that one guy that no, you know, we all know him as like a founder. He got to sign the Declaration right. of Independence, but the other people are like, this dude's an idiot. Like, you know, if you've ever done group work with people where it's like, there's that one guy that you're like, stop raising your hand, man. Stop it. No. It's a bad, but you have to be kind enough to be like, yeah, no, 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 no. We'll, Ronnie, we'll, we're not, we'll think we're about not that. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's an idea. That's we're an not, idea. We're not handing out Capri Suns to the whole audience. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. No, I know. You brought it up three times. We're done. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll put that on the list. We'll put it on the list. You know, this idea. It's like so. the meetings with the Parks Department and Parks and Recreation. Yes. It felt a little bit like a Tim, uh, Tim Robinson. Yes. Where it was, especially the part where it's like, it's not for babies. <laughs> like, he brings that back. If you like, thought that that's what, what it was wait, for. Wait, what are you talking about? Well, if you thought it was for babies, it's not for babies. I don't <laughs> think very, anyone thought that. Very yeah. Tim Robinson. Yeah, no, 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 no. I actually did think that. Um, <laughs> but I also, uh, one of the things that I also like, too, is, uh, like, because you don't necessarily think about this with National Treasure, which is obviously where the premise comes right. from, is that the meeting, when someone had to decide, no, we have to put the treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence, and, like, the, the logistics of figuring right. out whether or not they should, like how they that. should do yeah. it. And then... The execution didn't work well as far as the timing and how they reacted to it, but I loved so much the silliness of two Matrix-clad yeah. people showing up from the and future. It was like the timing was bad, and they they were laughing already. Yeah, like, Eddie Bryant, Bryant. Bryant lost it. it. She Jimmy Fallon that thing. Yeah. yeah, it made it worse instead of better. But at the same time, like this is it's a fun idea. Yeah, I almost wish they would have leaned into it and done something. Was more that Aristotle? With yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was hard to tell though. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Because I'm just not so I'm not incredibly used to him yet. But uh, yeah, I I didn't love the ending of the sketch. I didn't think they they ended it perfectly. Yeah. But it does remind me of a sketch that I would rewatch and probably like it more and more every time I watched it and find it funnier just because the premise is silly and you just kind of got to know what you're going into. So that's interesting to think about too, whether or not like you know. When you, if you go back and watch sketches that maybe you didn't like as much at the time, if like they yep. they get funnier for whatever reason, because you know what to expect a little bit, and so you yeah you, you you're looking for those little cues and those little nuances because you know where this is going that you missed the first time. Sometimes that that happens. And uh, I try to rewatch the episodes, and it's funny the timing was so bad on the future people being noticed that I thought something had gone wrong. Uh, yeah. Because cause they, cause they used uh, and a similar thing somewhat happened because they did the fog when Alex Moffat's Joe Biden yeah. came in. Yep. And, I started seeing uh, it. Yeah, and I was like, okay, something's going to happen. And this time it came so much sooner and no one called attention. I was like, oh, no, did the fog machine go <laughs> off? And, like, this is a problem. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was okay. It was fine. Agree. Yeah, a really good premise that Silly I don't. And fun. I don't think that really met its full potential. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. There were some timing issues. There's, I think, some jokes left out that could have been in there, but it was okay. And then we got Casino Proposal. Casino Proposal, um, which I, I will say I think was uh, along with Men's Underwear, one of my least favorite yeah, sketches I, I of the agree. night. Yeah. It felt like a sketch where they were like, we need to fill time, um, and just go out there and kind of mess around. Yeah, they never really got 
I, I never really understood why he was going back and forth with the offers. Like that made no sense to me. Five million dollars. Okay, five million. Well, okay, five thousand dollars. You're like, well, what? What? I don't. I don't get this. Like, yeah. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Know? There was. It's like it was like a weird Keenan Thompson character just for the sake of being weird. And I felt like the, the my, my biggest problem with the sketch is that it's just a straight line through. There's yep. no peaks Agreed. or valleys or anything. It's just the it's same the joke. one joke repeated nine times yeah. and to, to, to lessening effect. And the re- even, even the reveal was he didn't have money or whatever, which is like, oh, yeah, no, I got yeah, that at the beginning. Yeah, he's obviously just crazy because he yeah, has an no, invisible I got that at the beginning. Case. I thought there would be a better reveal or something. Yeah. You know? And even Jason Sudeikis's, like, you know, delivery of, like, you know, giving it in an authentic way, like his reaction, like constantly going back and forth and believing from one to the next, it didn't really help. And like the only funny line was when he was like, and then I could take the five million and turn it into ten playing background. Right. Like, no, oh yeah, no, you're right. Actually, no, I would have we'd have enough money. Yeah. That was the only thing time I laughed in the sketch. And I I the other reason I think I didn't like this is like I feel like the indecent proposal idea has been parodied so many times, not just around the time when that movie came out, but just randomly here and there and it's typically in dream sequences where someone is like in a rough spot and they imagine like getting that you know kind right. of offer from somebody so it just felt just bad it felt lazy and just like yeah they weren't really doing anything with it it's the only reason it wasn't like downright terrible like like i will never say like it's like one of the worst i've ever seen or anything is because of keenan like he can make sketches that are bad feel like they're not all that bad just because of how he does the character and this this was definitely one of those cases uh jason Zadekis as the host he did it. Right? Yeah. Did we talk about his monologue? No, we didn't talk about his monologue. Uh, I thought his monologue was great. It was, um, you know, it kind of reminded me of, and I don't know if we can name him right now because obviously he's got these this controversial thing with the trans jokes and everything. But when, after the 2016 election, Dave Chappelle comes on, and he tells these great jokes, and he does his setup. But then he gets serious for a second. Mm-hmm. And, and you could hear a pin drop, right? Yeah. And and everyone's waiting for a second for another joke, and then they realize the other joke's not going to come because he's saying something that we should listen to. And it kind of reminded me of that. It, it, it meant the moment where, uh, you know, and, and obviously Sudeikis' point was about gratitude and, like, don't don't forget, we, we get these moments that we get, right? And I'm so grateful for the moment I have. But you should be grateful, too. We get to watch this show. You and I, the three of us, are, get to talk about this show, right? And so let's not let's not miss that. We get to do that, and yeah. You know, that's I'm sure what Brad was alluding to earlier, where the 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 Ted Lassoism of yeah, it was coming yeah. into yeah. The this monologue. was this was it was such a Ted Lasso moment, and you could I, I felt like you could hear him even getting a little choked up while he was talking about it, and it felt like he had maybe a little bit of tears in his eyes too. And I I'll admit I definitely teared up while he was talking about it because you think about like it's so easy to dismiss SNL, at least people who aren't like us, who aren't diehard fans, or, like, who say uh, it's not funny anymore. Or, it used to be a lot better when so, you know th- this was the cast. Um, I don't watch SNL. You know, I, I watch this one episode and I know it's always bad. And you forget of like how much. Do you have inf- those people's names and addresses. <laughs> it's um, it's all of our friends. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's that you if you forget how big of an institution SNL is, almost all of the biggest comedy stars that you know were either influenced by SNL or they cut their teeth at SNL. We don't get Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and. Uh, John, Will John Belushi, Will Ferrell, yeah, Farley. we don't get Conan O'Brien. We don't get, I mean, just Bob so Odenkirk. we don't get <laughs> so many people without Robert Smigel, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, just 
they they hone their comedic persona. They figure out who they are. They learn so much about writing comedy and making people laugh that that's what informs the movies that they they make and the, the things that make them huge stars. Anthony Michael Hall. Okay, you don't get your <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Garofalo's. Okay, Charles Rocket. Ben Stiller. <laughs> Wait, was Ben Stiller on? Yeah, he was for a yeah, brief yeah, minute. Yeah. Robert, say Robert Downey Jr. But but I, I do think again I, I, we take it for granted though right, right. I mean yeah. we're what forty seven seasons into this or something like this, and you know we're we're so used to being critics of a show yeah because that's what we do we watch sketches we do what we're doing on this podcast we say we like this and we didn't like this, but I think all in all we love SNL right yeah. and you know you run the risk anytime you do a moment like this where you're going into a comedy show that the monologue is one of the most important few minutes of the 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 show because it's setting the tone and you're going to go for a serious moment right and you run the risk of it not working yeah. because again it's a comedy show it worked man it worked so well like you i kind of got emotional watching it it was just like ted lasso it just worked you know i'll be honest guys i uh i shit my pants <laughs> there it is there it is uh, overall, Sudeikis crushed it. He is my MVP. Uh, he was in every sketch except for one pre-tape, and he murdered it. So he is my he yeah. Is my MVP. Like um, I said on the the previous episode, it usually takes a lot for me to say the host is the MVP because the host is supposed to be the MVP. It's they're they're supposed to be the one showcasing, uh, being the star, being funny. Um, and for Sudeikis, you know, it's uh, it's easy because he's a former cast member, but they, they don't that doesn't always work out. But this time, it really didn't. I think that his particular uh, charm and like his skill and things like that really shine through the stuff that he did the sketches they they brought back for him to be in he was just great you know and I feel like um, because he's a cast member you know he just he fits in so easily and I think the thing that is most impressive to me about Sudeikis is um, he's one of those people who has an everyman quality where he doesn't necessarily do a lot of memorable characters that are remarkably different from who he is as a guy that's kind of where I, I got like the Chevy Chase you know in, in feeling from when he, early in his career but he's so good at being the everyman, you know, and being charming and authentic. And he brings that to, to every character that he plays uh, that it just he just works so well. And I'm just uh, I've been increasingly impressed by him, you know, as as an actor and a comedian. Is he your MVP for the. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he, how about you? he was mine as well. And I, I think your your parallel for Jason Sudeikis to say he shares a little bit of Chevy Chase, but also has this Dan Aykroyd quality to him. I think it's right on. It's spot on because he he does seem to be able to channel something else sometimes right yeah that, that is that is bits that's characters that that does work he doesn't have to because he yeah. can be the straight guy he can do all these things but um uh, i i thought he was i thought he was great i thought the episode was good um i mean obviously it's so hard to meet the expectations for me of a jason sudeikis episode when it's, it's through the roof, right? Because I was just so excited to see him back. And I was so excited to see this episode. I thought it was a great episode, a good, very good episode. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw an honorable mention, in, in my opinion, because I actually noticed her a couple times and she was doing great. I thought, um, you know, I thought Ego did great this episode. Yeah. I thought she had a couple moments. So I think she's coming to her skin. She's doing a great job. She's, I was you know, figuring out this out. That um, same thing, like what you said, A.D. Bryant last week, didn't, yep. have, didn't have a ton yep. to do, but but Crush, what she did, that was Ego this week. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know, she murdered that uh, student-teacher conference thing. She murdered, did well in Annie, murdered. I thought. Yeah. Like, she had a couple lines in there. And, and again, not not the featured part of Annie, but she when she when she needed to t- say her lines, yeah. she, needed, she they, did it well. She, what 
did he say? What did she say to Jason Sudeikis' character? We have been we have been intimate three full times. Yeah. Yes. No. 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 I do want to talk about this kind of thing. We've had relations. We've been intimate three like full three full ass times or three full on times. Like the way she delivered that again, the delivery, amazing, amazing, amazing. Honorable mention to her as well. So, Ego, I love you. Uh, so um, real quick, and this might be out of order because I don't remember when we talked about the cut for time sketches on the first episode. But uh, weirdly enough, there are two cut for time sketches, and they're both uh, weekend update guests, which I honestly can't remember the last time. Uh, I didn't. I didn't take the time to go back and look because I feel like it'd be kind of hard to figure it out unless someone is keeping track on like the SNL wiki or something like that. That they've put the cut for time sketches and they have been weekend update guests. It's usually a full on and sketch or something. Didn't like know that. they did that. Honestly, I, yeah. that was new to me watching the, uh, the guy who just bought a boat and realizing that it wasn't on the show. Yeah. Blew my freaking mind. Cause it was amazing. It's the best one I've seen. It, it was, it, so it was good. really good. I, Cause I, so when I, um, when I do my review, I go to the YouTube so that I can see all the sketches and figure out where I'm going to place them in my, in my review as far as best average worst kind of thing. And I saw the two weekend everything. I was like, did I miss half of weekend update? And I looked to double check, and they were cut for time. But yeah, the guy, the guy who just bought a boat on uh, Halloween dating was amazing, fast, sharp, incredible wordplay. Like this is one incredible, of the, one wordplay. of the best additions they've ever yeah, done agreed. of, of a guy who just bought a boat. And I, I now was, I just feel so bad for Alex Moffat because that I mean, can you imagine how much writing and how much thought and how much practice goes into that? And yeah. Then, to not get that on the show, that's it. heartbreaking. It, yeah, the, crushed it. The timing, the delivery, like all of it is so good. And I, yeah, it was. I, I wish it was on the show, especially when we got Casino Proposal. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut that for time, damn it. Uh, and then Melissa V. Senor was was more just kind of stand up a little bit. You know, like she was talking about uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, and yeah, and I thought it had some really funny one liners. I thought it was still a little bit in need of 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 honing a little bit but yeah. it was it did have some laughs for me and yeah so, whenever she does we get up and stuff it's always charming and a little quirky just like just yep. just the right amount and yep. yeah i, I like is, seeing something I like, from her. I like uh, her stuff is it's very innocent and then she's like also break me in half and it's yeah. like wait what did yep. she just say yep. exactly. she is very very good at that yeah so she, she was great too i honestly if if you're not subscribed to the snl youtube channel please do Watch all the stuff that they put on there. Like and subscribe it, to us first. Well, and then obs, obs, obs. But say. um, but again though, you're gonna miss out because just because it was cut for time doesn't mean it wasn't cut for quality. That it was cut for quality. They were so, both of them very good. Yeah, yep, for sure. So uh, check those out, and uh, that was that's the end of the show. Uh, we'll be off for a couple weeks because SNL won't be back until November sixth, uh, as we said with host Kieran Culkin. Uh, that's I think will be interesting. Um, I I don't know if you guys have a enough experience with Kieran Culkin to say like he's somebody that you like or anything like that. Yeah, he's gonna be, uh, he'll do a My Girl sketch. Oh, he'll boy. do a Home Alone sketch. Oh, no, it'll be great. I actually would love it if they did a Home Alone sketch with Macaulay and Kieran grown up as Kevin and Fuller because Kieran Culkin play, played Fuller from Home Alone. It would be great to do something yeah. like that. They won't, but yeah, it'd be great. I, I, yeah. It'd be interesting because other than his role in Secession, I don't know what else he's done. Honestly. So, so he's like, a, have you seen other than from a kid? Have you seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World? I did. Yeah, that's right. He, he he's there. Michael Sarah's friend in it. Uh, um, uh, David Wallace. No, not David. Yeah, but Wallace. did he star? Uh, David. He, what's his Foster <laughs> Wallace? David Foster Wallace. No, what's his name? It's it's a. Uh, I don't know. Wally. It's gonna drive me crazy. But has now. He, has he has he has he ever been the featured part of a movie or show? So he it was the star of an indie uh, called Igby Goes Down that is very good actually, okay. uh, and that's when I started to uh, really like him as an actor. He's also in another 
uh, low-key indie kind of movie that's um, an adaptation of a graphic novel called Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys, which is a, a coming-of-age kind of uh, drama, comedy kind of thing. Um, but he's he's a very good actor. I haven't watched Succession. Um, I've heard that it's really good. Oh, I it's, like Succession. It's grown oh, in popularity yeah. a lot, and I feel like it's a show that I need to watch. Wallace Wells is the name of Karen Tolkien's character in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Wallace Wells. <laughs> that's a Jeopardy category there. Wait. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm very interested to see what Kieran Culkin does, and I, I I'm sure they will make an allusion to the fact Ed that Sheeran, he's yes, to be. yeah, um, that Macaulay Culkin was uh, one of the youngest hosts you know SNL ever had, you know, back at, during his Home Alone fame era, and uh, yeah, it's I, I hope I do hope that they bring Macaulay back to do something fun, It'd be fun, yeah, it, it seems unlikely since. Macaulay lays pretty low. I think he didn't he recently just do something for American Horror Story or something like that. I think yes. so. I think yeah. he's doing a couple of things. I, I think they both probably just pick their things that they want to do. Yeah, for sure. But I think I, if I remember right, though, I think Macaulay is in New York though, so I think he could. Like last time I read that he was living in New York, so maybe yeah. he could come come by the studio. And it would be something. cool. It would yeah. be cool. And um, you know, man, maybe Ed Sheeran will get on it because he's done some some sketch stuff with SNL before, yeah. and he's he's a fun guy. Yeah, yeah it, it's one of those episodes where I don't know a ton about the host but sometimes these episodes are the episodes that end up being like just the best because and i'm sure they'll lean know, into that too that yeah. like you know some people may not know you know who he is or anything like that yeah and they'll probably yeah, he'll make you know reference to you know being part of the golden family and blah 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 but anyway uh we want to thank you for listening don't forget please subscribe to the podcast like it share it on your social media pages Five rate star us reviews, again yeah. Uh, we just love talking about SNL and we want to talk about it with you. We've got a Facebook page going on. Uh, join us over there and uh, let's keep the conversation going. If you want us to talk about anything or if you have any comments or feedback, uh, we also have our email, which is SNL 10 to 1. That's the number 10 and the number 1 uh, podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to send us uh, an email if you have anything you want to say. And, uh, yeah, find us on Spotify and iTunes, and we're going to be expanding to some other places as well, uh, other places you listen to your podcast, so you can find us easily and conveniently. If you're having trouble um, searching, it's hard to find the podcast if you, like, search it through the podcast app or through uh, Anchor or anything like that. Um, we're new. It's gonna take I, yeah, it's going to take a little while. Our, our Facebook page will probably be the best place to find links to the episodes and to our respective podcast pages so that you can subscribe wherever you do listen to podcasts. So make sure you do that. And uh, if you're, you know, a pop culture fan, uh, please be sure to check out uh, our other podcast, Go Flix Yourself, that Ben and I host, where we talk about movie uh, and TV and, you know, all sorts of nonsense over there. TV. We, we do some TV because we talk about Stranger Things and stuff. Movies only. Lots of movies. Lots, uh, of, movies. lots of nonsense. Movie trivia games. If you want to contribute to buy Ben some new underwear, <laughs> uh, you can do that as well. And we also have uh, a morning radio show that Ben and I do. That's uh, it's, it's called the Second Pair. <laughs> it's called uh, I bring you a second pair of underwear. And we see what I can do to shit my pants. <laughs> it's How much food can you take? In? <laughs> it's uh, local here on the radio, but if you go to the uh, the Facebook page, it's uh, ninety five point one WIMS. It's called Ben Bread and Beyond. We talk about all sorts of things from snacks to pop culture, and we play a game called uh, Trust That Fart. And, and I <laughs> need a second pair of underwear. It's, it's a lot of fun, guys. I know it sounds uh, like there's a lot of toilet humor, but we. <laughs> but there is. But there it's is. All, there it's is. All I oh, poor Rick. Poor Rick. Oh, sorry, Rick Fettuccini. All right, boys and girls. Uh, hey, we really appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and keep it here on the 10 to 1 podcast. <laughs>